And welcome to the Direct Report, the Hometown Headlines podcast. John Druckermiller with you today. Thank you again for joining us. As always, coming to you from the studios of Brand Red, Todd once again doing expert production job, expert guest job. That role falls on a very familiar, very friendly face, and that would be City Commissioner Wendy Davis. Good morning. Hey, thanks for having me, Druck. Glad to have you. Now, look, I realize I am not Bill Nygut. <laughs> Todd is not Jim Galloway. So I mean, you're stuck here in, in Rome, Georgia, and you know, on Bale Street. You're not downtown with GPB boys and girls, but still, thank you for being here. By the way, good stuff on that. Thank you. It's been an honor. I've now um, been on four times uh, with GPB on Political Rewind, which I'm excited to bring uh, the voice of Northwest Georgia to that um, broadcast, which I think sometimes can be a little Atlanta-centric. Yeah, very much uh, so. And it's, it, it it's, is, it lo- it's wonderful to see the local voice on there, local faces on there. Thank, thank you. you for doing so it's that. been about once a month, and uh, they've teed me up to come back in uh, September, in October, November, wherever we are. Yeah, in November, you're, like, you're like me. <laughs> in November to talk about uh, the fifth Democratic presidential debate, which will be in Metro Atlanta. Big news last night. They have announced the four moderators. Yes, women, how exciting four women, four women. We have never had a panel that was all women uh, moderating, and uh, I'm really excited about what that dynamic will mean for the conversation. Well, it's going to be something there, and also, uh, once again, it puts Georgia in the, in the thing. In fact, your comment at uh, about uh, how Georgia, the heck with Ohio, you know, Georgia, Georgia is going to be ground zero with two group, two U.S. Senate seats. Right. We are the path to the White House in 2020 absolutely leads through Georgia, and I'm hoping it will lead through more than just Metro Atlanta. Yeah. Um, but the thing that's exciting to me is when the debate was announced, I had a bunch of people um, pop up and get energized about it who aren't sort of the usual suspects. So um, it it sort of makes the point of if you come to voters, guess what? Sometimes they'll be excited about you coming. Well, what a great way. The lousy segue of the day of the month, the podcast there. Let's talk about energizing voters. Wendy, I did a, I did a 10-minute infomercial this morning on the Home Down Headlines newscast kind of setting this up because quite frankly as you can see i got a i got a smartphone in front of me that's got a counter on here i have no notes whatsoever you of course always prepared but it's not a matter of not being prepared it's kind of like i want to take whatever we've done and you've been a generous guest on the radio show for a number of years talking about all the elections from the conventions to local events and all of course we always had to preempt you during your own election your own your own candidacy but quite frankly Something ain't working. Now, this election, number one, and I'll say this to keep you out of trouble. Of course, I don't think you're afraid of trouble. This election, um, I mean, with the whole thing about where the early advanced voting is going to be, uh, you know, the health department, finally, thanks to your intervention, we're going to get uh, a second advanced voting location at the Edelbrick Courthouse starting Monday. I've listened to this before Monday, the 28th. That is wonderful. We finally got weekend voting put back on there after that was fumbled. It's kind of like, can we make the voting for this city commission election any more difficult? Well, I mean, it's the the whole vote for three and the two different wards and everybody. It doesn't matter where you, you don't have to live as a voter in a particular ward. Everybody citywide gets to vote in the two wards, right? You can vote for up to three people in ward one and up to three people in ward three. If that weren't confusing enough... Uh, We took what has become pretty standard of three weeks of early voting, including a second site for the third week and Saturday and Sunday voting. And we have scrambled locations. We've scrambled the communication of it. We scrambled the decision making of it. So, yes, I am not pleased. And um, 
you can expect that I will be working with the mayor next year to make sure that next year's series of elections, which are super important, presidential preference primary, the primary in May, and then there's potentially a runoff from that, and then the November election, and then there's potentially a runoff for that. You know, you have those two U.S. Senate oh, yeah. seats and that little presidential election that we just go ahead and sort through with the elections board, with the county and city leaders who control these facilities and the state people who control the health department. Let's just go ahead and get all these details knocked out for the whole election cycle because it's not like we should be surprised that we're having elections. Well, that's my question about this. And, you know, we got Robert Brady, elected supervisor, who I think is doing a very good job, to tell you the truth. I I hope he stays after this year. I mean, if, if I was somebody relatively new and I went through some of this stuff, I'm kind of like, you people are crazy up here. We are. I don't, I don't understand. Well, I don't think we're crazy. I think, um, you know, people make assumptions. And what do we say about assumptions, right? Mm. And, um, and, you know, there were poor communication elements. There were... Um, people, you know, sort of standing their ground, and we just had to come together. And it's and it's not about any one of us; it's about the community and making voting more available. You you always love my phrase, you know, I'm a Democrat with a little D, um, before I'm a Democrat with a big D. But like, I want people to vote. I don't care who they're voting for. I mean, I do care who they're voting for, but but, no, I know but, but even if yeah. they're voting against all the candidates I like, um, I want them to vote. Uh, it's just like. Um, Anyway, we'll get into talking about this year's cycle and sort of what the cycles have looked like. I'd like to talk about that. Well, we will talk about that. But I do, that's, that's the thing that gets me. And I, I got to tell you, I've, I've never done this as a journalist, but I've been very tempted to. In fact, I know a couple of people in the Secretary of State's office. I feel like saying, come on in and look at this because this ain't right. This Again, I, I, I'm too old to be a conspiracy theorist or maybe I'm too young. I don't know. Um, but there's something ain't right here. And, you know, can we make this any more difficult to vote? In 2019, and we have. Um, I, I would lo- I would like to think we're done making it difficult. Um, Good. So well, no. so now it's and just and things are being fixed. It's but just, we are. It's time to to move forward, right? We're gonna we have early voting. Um, this this is the second week of early voting, and it goes through the weekend, the 26th and 27th, and then the final week of early voting, the week of Halloween, is at two locations: the health department and down at the Yellow Courthouse. And um, and then Election Day, you know, polls open seven to seven in your local polling place where folks are used to voting. There's six precincts in the city, five polling places because two of the precincts share of a civic center. Um, if you're not sure, go Google Georgia Secretary of State MVP, which is my voter page. But if you most valuable person is how I see every voter. You can look it up. You can get a sample ballot. You can see all the candidates we have for these six City commission seats. You can also see the referendum about the uh, Sunday brunch. Yeah, we call it what the, they call it the Sunday brunch bill, the mimosa bill, whatever it is. And basically, it's basically you can sell mimosas or whatever ninety minutes earlier. It's it's allowing uh, businesses the opportunity. Um, we as the state expanded and said instead of having to start at twelve thirty, businesses could start pouring alcohol at eleven if. The local communities had a referendum to allow for yep, that, which is great. I think it's a good way to do it. You so have, I mean, and it's, a, and it's a choice, and it's the, then it's the business owner's choice. Um, and but it would be having our city rules match the maximum allowable sales opportunity according to the state rules. And it is on the ballot. Of course, the commissioners did put it on the ballot, so that's all said and good. And it is being voted on right now. So again, you have um, you're doing six. We have six city commission seats on the ballot. 
uh, three in each ward, Ward 1 and Ward 3. You are in Ward 2. The three of you will go in 2021 with the seven city school board members. So that's how that's broken up here. Uh, one of the candidates, I thought, did a very interesting little thing the other day on YouTube or on, on Facebook where he basically he explained, oh, we'll say who it is. I mean, Mark Cochran did a nice job with the maps and all that kind of stuff, kind of saying here's Ward 1, here's Ward 3, no matter where you live in a city. As you said earlier, 19,000-plus people can vote in this city commission election. Yes. doesn't matter where you live in a city commission. Right. I'm a county resident. I'm watching. I would almost pay someone to have their vote. I'll tell you the truth. I know well, it's don't illegal. do that. That's no, illegal. No. Please don't do Thank that. You. Uh, you know, and I did a similar program. Uh, the great guys at Georgia Highlands College with Community Watch, um, you know, three or four months ago, they had me on to do a show. And uh, similar to Mark's demonstration, instead of having a pretty map, I had a not as pretty map, but I used candy to demonstrate the three. Food always <laughs> the, works. The three seats. So, um, but again, I told there are some people who are running for office who are running for the first time and, you know, ask me for advice. They've asked a lot of commissioners for advice, people who've run before. And the thing I told them is, unfortunately, you're going to spend most of your time explaining how we conduct these elections to the voters uh, rather than talking about or what the voters want to talk about in terms of issues. So isn't that crazy? Another question. Why don't we change it? Uh, I'd love to. Every uh, every retreat we've had since I've been a city commissioner, I've put it on the agenda. Uh, I want to change it. Uh, this past spring was the first time it had ever been given a serious conversation. Uh, we had a, a really a healthy conversation, and then we moved on to the next topic. Why? Um, I mean, make be, it easy be, be, for people. Well, the, I don't want to speak for my colleagues who uh, disagree with me, but I think there's a sense, and I've I'm not directly quoting anyone, but I've heard it from a couple of them. Well, it worked. We got elected. It worked just fine. Nobody complained to me about it. And so, you know, chicken and egg. Well, it, it, hopefully maybe this may be the election. With all the confusion, the same, you guys, you the candidates, I should say, you know, incumbents or the candidates should not have to be sitting there spending a lot of time explaining, oh, hi, uh, one of you 19,000 people. Here's how you got to go vote. It should be pretty easy to walk in there. You don't vote for a county commission that way. You don't vote for a state lawmaker that way. You don't vote for a governor or president that way. Why? I mean, that's... Well, and it's, and it's gone all the way to the Supreme Court, and it was approved by the Supreme Court in 1980 as not violating uh, any individual's voting rights. Um, but I think it's, it's a mess, and I'd be delighted to see it changed. I've had a lot of people talk to me also about the nine of us picking a mayor. Um, oh, yeah. You know, if you let me design it, you know, it it would be very different than the way it is now, and the people would pick the mayor, not the nine of us. Well, let's see. And, of course, who knows, uh, given how November 5th the final vote count comes out, there may be enough people who, who maybe want to look at that, maybe changing some of this stuff as well. More important, though, Wendy, how do we get people to advance voting, no matter where it is, no matter when it is, or and or to the polls on November 5th? I got to tell you, maybe right now as we speak, and we're recording this at 1126 on Thursday, whatever day this is, the 24th of October, we may have broken 300 advanced voters since October 14th, if we're lucky. That is pathetic. Uh, disappointing. Disappointing. And and so the, the question is, do we sit here and look down our noses at the voters and say, you silly voters, you need to get more engaged. Right? You need to step up. So part of me is like, yeah, they need to step up, but it's and it's their responsibility. But I think those of us in leadership have a responsibility to 
to reach out to them. Uh, we have a historically, like I don't want to go too far back, but historically we have not had um, sophisticated campaigns for the city commission. Uh, you might recall when I first ran in 2013, people were like, oh my goodness, she's campaigning like nobody else does. Like she's running for something else, state house or state senate or something. Well, I was just doing the campaign tools I know from having spent most of my career as a campaigner. Um, but our city elections had been about what I sort of jokingly call shaking hands and kissing babies and putting up some yard signs, right? It's There are a couple of forums. You'll go to a couple of forums. Um, there will be an article in the newspaper. There'll be an article on your site, you know, where people answer a handful of questions and and that's campaigning. Um, well, I, I think that candidates uh, should have an obligation to put more effort into reaching voters, not making the voters reach them, if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. I can and that's, it right now. And that's something that I've really tried to do. And um, and you will see, I mean, I'm pretty proud to say the highest turnouts, you know, this century have been in the two elections where I was on the ballot. And again, my career, my job, my heart has been about motivating voters in all kinds of elections, not just for me personally. No, sure. Right? You, but you have worked statewide. You've worked on national campaigns. I have. And uh, and and it's important to me. And frankly, the reason I ran in very large part is because in 2011, this community canceled their election because there were six seats up, the same Ward 1 and Ward 3 as we're facing this time. There were six seats up, five incumbents signed up to run again. One challenger came forward. One of the incumbents decided not to run. You had six seats, six people, so they canceled the election. And I don't quarrel with the city making the decision to cancel the election. My quarrel at the time was we as a community are not paying attention. Yep. And so, again, that's part of the reason I ran is to say it's not necessarily that I have the best idea, but I want my neighbors to be thinking about what I think are the most important elections we have and very few people have on their radar screens. That's amazing to me. I, and I ranted about this this morning on the newscast. Uh, our numbers are horrible, but they always are. I mean, the candidate, the preview stuff. Now, election night, we're ESPN, okay? I mean, we you know we can't post things fast enough for people who want scores. But leading up to it, I mean, we can go to a debate. We can go to a forum. We can do the stories. Natalie Sim does a fantastic job, I think, of putting together all those Q&As and whatever it is with the candidates. And they are DOA every stinking time. Then I look at the folks over at Georgia Highland. You mentioned Greg and John. Two, by the way, their program, folks. I mean, Community Watch is something that should be a must-watch for this community. But I realize, you know, oh, man, that's like that's like hard-thinking stuff. It's good stuff. It's interviewing good people. Um, there's things. I think this, I counted it last night. They're most watched of the candidate profiles. 239 now. That's YouTube only. I don't know about cable numbers. And the least watched was 99. And you think to yourself, what else? I don't know the newspaper's numbers for hits and reads on their stuff or the radio station, but, I mean, people are turned off. So I like your answer. How do the candidates, how do the commissioners, how do we get people, and I hate this term, engaged Well, in this I election? love that term. Bad. I love that term because that's what it's about. It's about connecting to each other. It's about making it real. Uh, again, when I first ran in 2013, I – 
clearly our younger voters are the least engaged in these local elections. So I did what you were talking about earlier today, a pizza. I had a big pizza party and I said, hey, come get pizza and let's talk about city elections. Really, let's talk about city government. And I was shocked. The most important issue that came out of that meeting was potholes. Those young yeah. people were really stressed about potholes you because now Second Avenue. Well, no, because they couldn't afford to get their tires realigned. Yeah, right. Like it was an economic oh, yeah. thing, right? It wasn't like we want free this or we want free that or whatever. We've decided millennials want free everything. It was about they want core services and they want them done well. And I'm like, oh, that's really easy. Anytime somebody says we shouldn't be spending money on X, we should be spending it on filling potholes. I talk about the MyRoam app, which I helped get the city to to do. Pick up that MyRoam app, take a picture of that pothole, report it. We have plenty of money in our budget and plenty of crews available to fill all the potholes we have in the city. But guess what? Our city street department are not psychic. They don't know that there's a pothole on your road unless you tell them. Well, if anybody needs to be psychic, go ahead and just drive down 2nd Avenue from the split over here by where Moe's is, straight on down 2nd Avenue to what intersects with you know, East 12th Street or whatever it is, and look at those gutters on the side of the road and look at the asphalt-to-gutter gap. If you are driving not close to the curb, there are seven to eight of those things, because I always hit them all, because there's always some Yahoo in the other lane. And I'm thinking to myself, level these things out or put in new grates or whatever it is. Anyway, we, we won't go into that. Yeah. Tell and, you what, though. And we may have a Second Avenue problem in that it's a state road, but I'll work on it. Well, good point. But I'll good work point. on it. But I mean, I'll work on it. Yeah, no, you I'll and everybody else need to get, get in there I'll and kind of, it. you know. Let's get, we have some people we can call about that. I know people. Wendy Davis is here, and we're going to come back after this break, and we're going to work on ways to get folks involved in this election, but more important, in 2020 is here as well. Take a break right now. You're listening to the Direct Report Home Done Headlines podcast. More after this. I'm Ryan Simmons, Creative Director at Brand Red. We're honored to sponsor today's episode. If you're looking to grow your business, we help companies just like yours reach new customers. Contact us by visiting our website at brandredstudios.com or emailing us at info at brandredstudios.com. And welcome back to the Direct Report podcast from Hometown Headlines. John Drucker Miller with you again, as always, produced by Todd LaBarge over here at Brand Red Studios, doing a fantastic job, as is our guest. Ms. Wendy Davis, City Commissioner, member of the Democratic National Committee. And what's the state? You're, you're on 8 million things on the state, too. Well, by virtue of my post as a DNC member representing Georgia, I'm also on the Democratic Party of Georgia's Executive Committee. You know, it's like business cards. and newspapers, we used to have something called the jump where the story went from the front page inside. You need a jump on your business card. Oh, you know, it's so funny. I'm just like, I'm just Wendy. There we go. I'm Wendy, just Wendy. Wendy, Wendy for Rome. Well, thank you again for being here. We are ranting, talking, whatever. I'm ranting, I guess. Wendy is trying to calm me down. Todd is, too. About the city elections, I mean, again, you know, the whole thing, and I, I'm one of these, you know, kind of like you know, front-to-end, bookend, and whatever it is. I'm just disgusted about this whole election. Uh, but uh, among that, we talked about it last last uh, section here. 
Um, voter turnout, I mean, apathy out there, but what do we do to get voters engaged? Not looking down our noses at anybody. I agree with you 100%. I mean, as a media, I'm looking at what am I doing wrong? What, what have we not done to get people involved in this thing? We could go to more, you know, more forums or whatever it is, and we can do more third world commentaries, whatever. Bottom line there, though, is getting folks involved, as you like to say, engaged. I'm excited to talk about how we can get people engaged. Little in-house joke there. And we were talking early on about this. In fact, you're helping me with pronunciation as well. The mayor of South Bend is one of the Democratic presidential candidates. Um, Mr. Buttigieg, I got it right there. I saw this morning I was writing a rant. I thought, what a great idea. Pizza with Pete. But, I mean, and like you said, you did that. You sat down with people like that and, and did the pizza thing. I mean, what do we have to do? Do we do we go down and do we do we you know do we rent a couple of the craft brew places here in town? I mean, do we go to RCBC or go to the beer garden or go to Foundry and buy these guys, these younger people? Uh, you know, uh, um, okay, round on us. How do we get you involved? So, so it's a couple of things, um, and and none of it's easy. All right, so I don't want to act like it's easy, <laughs> but you have to try. Is well, my, exactly. Is my point. Thank you. And and you have a you should have a lot of tools in your toolbox. Right. So um, I am just baffled that what we have nine candidates um, this time. And I think five of them are on social media. Four of them are still not on social media. Incredible. Right. Um, now it's I, the 21st century. I, I criticize myself. I'm I have an Instagram account because Cory Booker was doing a post that I might have been in. So I wanted to get on Instagram so I can see it, but I haven't figured out how to use Instagram, right? Like I'm an old fart and I'm still on Facebook. We have and do two a little months left Twitter. in this decade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's well into this century. Let's, Jeez. let's get with the program. Right. But, but you have to, you have to get the voters where they are. Right. So does that, does that mean go where they are? I mean, that's one of the things I did. I've, you know, people are like, gosh, you sure hang out downtown a lot. Well, that's where a lot of people congregate, sure. right? And so you create those conversations if you really want to hear from the voters and if you really want the voters to know you want to hear from them, right? So, I mean, I'm pleased to see, again, I've worked really hard. It's not easy to connect people. I've worked since I got elected in 2013 to connect people to what the city commission does every single month, right? I post on my Facebook page, the agenda before the meeting. I try to give a follow-up of what happened after the meeting. You put the link in there to watch it Put the link in there to watch it online. I beg people. I know it's not what you think is a sexy Monday night thing, but come on down, right? But I trying to give people the tools to be engaged and to be involved. And people told me I was crazy to do it. A direct quote, you can ask them till you're blue in the face and they're not going to come unless they're mad about something, right? Is what a colleague told me. And I'm not Pollyanna. Right. Like, I don't think this is going to be a priority in most people's lives, but I want them to know I want them there. Yep. Right. And so it's the same kind of thing. You can have a campaign where you're like, okay, I there are these boxes I need to check. And or do I. Right. Or you can be a campaign that says I'm going to go above and beyond and try to get um, engaged (laughs) with voters and get them to turn out and. Again, I don't know what the secret is. If I knew what the secret was, I'd make a lot more money at the national level. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my actual job job, a lot of people don't know it, is I produce telephone town hall events, which do exactly that. They engage voters where they are. Um, so in the case of my campaign, I had 8,000 phone numbers for voters in 
this city. And so I did two events in 2013 and I did another one in 2017 where I called all 8,000 of those phone numbers that I had available from the voter file and uh, tried to get Romans on the phone to take their questions, right? Yep. And Good to point. hear from them. And uh, that's just one tool, right? People will do radio ads, people will have events. Um, but I I am excited to say, right? I, I had a- love, love that term. Yeah, I know. I, I delighted had a, to hear it. Delighted to hear it. I had a Facebook memory pop up today from six years ago, that first campaign of mine for city commission. And it was a picture of me sitting alone at a table that was for a forum. We weren't sure if the three incumbents were going to show up for that forum. Right. And I'm not trying to be ugly. I no, mean, no. it was just I think there was a mix up of times or whatever. All three of them ended up being there. But so let's think about 2013. I was the lone challenger. Right. There were four of us running. We had the highest turnout we have had this century in 2013. I pushed really hard to get people there. Um, 2015, you end up uh, it's the six seats there. If I'm remembering yep. correctly, there was a challenger in each ward. Right. Yep. So that's better than no election. Right. And then 2017, well, we had three challengers. Right. And then this year we have uh, four yep. challengers. And, and again, six tried to run. Six, six tried to, six tried to run. So. Yes. Um, but but my point is not I want people to be mad at incumbents and come run because they're mad at incumbents. My point is why I was mad about 2011 is because there are so many people in this community who have good ideas for where our city should go and they should step up and say, I want to lead and I have new ideas. And it's not about the other ideas are bad or wrong or those people should be tossed out, but it's about as a community, we should be having healthy conversations about where we want to go. So to me, seeing challengers, even against me, I want people in 21, I want a, a lot more than three challengers running, right? I want to have a healthy conversation. And if I lose, great, somebody new has a better idea and they're going to yep. come and I'm going to hold their feet to the fire to make those new ideas happen, right? But it's – so I think we're making some progress. It's still really frustrating, again, to hope we have 5,000 people turn out in a city of this size and we haven't had 5,000 people turn out in a city election this century. That would be less than 25%. Yeah. We're at, we're at 19 plus change, according yeah. to Mr. Brady, yeah. of registered voters in this town. And again, you know, we're looking at, you know, maybe we'll end the week here. If we're lucky, we may have 400. Well, no, maybe the weekend may step it up here. And yeah. I'm very hopeful for next week. I really am hopeful for that. Again, I live in the county. I can vote. I would love to vote this election. I'd really love to vote 20, 2021 for other reasons, too. But we won't talk about that today. Um, getting folks out there. The people I do talk to, of course, you know, some of them are going to be, you know, business people, whatever it is and all. But the buzz on this election among those who, you know, maybe because of hometown headlines, our demographics, whatever, we don't really aim to be whatever, but we have an audience that's a core. They can't stop talking about this election. But I'm, I'm and I'm like, you know, OK, but why aren't we seeing and they may be among the 300 who have voted in advance so far. How do we get the rest of them out there? And I ask everybody this question. Well, well, it's it's about people not having just these conversations with people like you and I. It's about them having the conversations with their buddy when they're watching the ball game on Sunday. Yep. Right. It's about them having conversations when they're in line at the grocery store. I mean, maybe I'm the only freak who does that. But oh God, no. <laughs> Kroger's but, two hours on Sunday, or Publix right, now too. So right? I mean, yeah. so but I mean, it's about people. 
and it, and it and it's not again about for this person or against this person. It's about our community, the people, our neighbors. Like if you think homelessness is something the city needs to focus on, you need to go vote. Oh no! See, that's why we got Facebook, Wendy. We can go on Facebook and <laughs> rattle all day about someone needs to do something else. Right. Well, I'm like you. Put the keyboard down and get out there and go out and help people. Go to the, you just, you know, before this, you just went to the homeless uh, task, task force, force meeting this morning. We've had, what, four of those now, maybe? Three or four? Uh, this That was the third one. Okay, third one here. Yeah, you know, and there have been a lot of. We always expand. There, there were a lot of subcommittees that have been meeting. Um, I tried to get them to uh, plan the next meeting in the evening with more regular neighbors could come. Uh, was not successful at that effort. Um, but, but what, see, hang on. Why not do it at nighttime when people do have more time? Um, because the opinion that was expressed was the people they need to be doing the work on this task force are people who are available during the day. These uh, people who the advocates who are in these wonderful, um, you know, private agencies who are working right people at the homeless shelter and and people who are working on drug, um, you know, harm reduction and you know mental health issues that. You know, their job are these kind of services, and so they're able to leave their job to come to that meeting because it sort of furthers the success of their job. I, I will keep trying to have meetings in the evening. The, is that the words out of their mouths, or is that a perception by others? Uh, they had a show of hand who wants a daytime meeting, who wants a nighttime meeting. I saw three or four people raise their hand on both of those questions, and it was decided to be a daytime meeting. Yeah. But I just posted on uh, Facebook, I think yesterday, uh, I shared a post from the League of Women Voters that had a woman wearing a T-shirt. It says, voting, 100% more effective than complaining on the Internet. Bless them, you know. <laughs> and by the way, thank you. Shout out to, and I hate that term too, but a thank you to the League of Women Voters of Roman Floyd County for um, their work. They in this, have yeah. been so active and involved and just doing that good government work. I am so proud of them. So These folks proud do their, they of do the yep. work. Glad to see that. Because really, that kind of went away over the years. I mean, not not just locally, but everywhere. I remember you know, back 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 when I was a boy. You know, back especially in Fort Myers News Press. I remember we worked in the Lakeland Ledger. We worked with the League of Voters, Women Voters, to get those candidate profiles. And, well, and they were well well done. Well, and I don't know if you saw, but we only had a handful of the can of the nine candidates complete their survey. No, I did not see that. Yes. I mean, I, I, so work to be done. Mm. Um, again, folks, anybody who's listening, please, if you don't live in the city, but you work in the city or care about the city, even though you live, you know, down the street or across the street, right, from the city limits, um, talk to your friends, talk to your neighbors. Don't think it's somebody else's job to make these decisions. Right. Yep. That, I mean, that's another thing that troubles me. I had a previous colleague who said the voters trust me to make these decisions. I don't need to check in with them on every decision. I'm glad you said previous because that person is not previous. That person needs to be previous. And that's what I try to do. Right. It's not like I'm a finger in the wind person. Like I don't have opinions or I don't know how to lead. I think getting people to be a part of what we're doing as a city makes us a stronger city. No, totally agree. Totally agree. But I mean, and of course, the big thing back to this, getting folks out to vote, we won't belabor it. Again, no one's looking down anybody's nose. I said this morning 
I want, you know, I'm black belt and Catholic guilt. We want to go that area there. <laughs> Please just vote, folks. When I mean, we got opportunities, um, again, advanced voting at the health department continues next week, 8 to 5. Be at the Yellow Brick Courthouse starting Monday, 8 to 5 through November 1st. Weekend voting 9 to 4 and 1 to 5 at the Civic Center this weekend out there. I mean, you have so, nine candidates, six seats up for grabs. So here's an idea. I keep trying to get people to like this idea. I don't know why it hasn't caught on. Everybody has some sort of food function they enjoy, right? Like it's a brunch thing. Now we're getting somewhere. Or a, or a lunch thing, or you like to go have dinner together. Whatever your your peeps are, right? <laughs> like whatever your little crowd is, this weekend, Saturday or Sunday, you have an opportunity to say, hey, matter of fact, I'm going to get a group of people together to try to go to brunch on Sunday. Right. And then after brunch, go early vote. Good idea. Uh, so whatever it is, if you want to do Saturday ball game, you know, an hour before the ball game, get everybody together to go early vote and then go to the ball game or whatever works with when the polling nope. place is open. But nice. let's make it fun. Let's make it a party to go vote. No, good idea about that. And that's one of the ideas. I mean, pizza with Pete, wherever it is, pupusas with I don't care what, whatever, whatever the food value is out there, tacos. Maybe Taco Tuesday voting. Taco you know, Tuesday we got two, voting. We got one more Tuesday left. And yeah, we have lots more Tuesdays. We well, two we more Tuesdays. Two more, yeah, two, two important ones there as well. Whitney, we're almost out of time here. No, we're not, but we're going to try to keep these things to about 30 minutes. Um, here's a, just a very late ballgame question. What exactly are the issues of this election this year? How's that? We're 30 minutes into this thing. Oh, by the way, here's the election. Here's the issues of the election. <laughs> well, I, I think the there is always – of status quo versus change, that is always a piece of it, right? Um, so you have that um, because we do have, I mean, in Ward 3, we have an, an open seat, right? So we're yep. going to get somebody new there. Question is, in Ward 3, do we get one new person or two new people, right? And so is it, do you like where we're going? Do you like the status quo? Do you want change? Do you want a mix of a little bit of change in with the status quo, right? Yep. That's uh, the one good thing about you can vote for up to three people, right? You can go, I want just this one change, this, just this one flavor, right? Like it's a, yeah. 31 flavors of Baskin-Robbins, right? Well, or I, I used to get a triple scoop when I was a kid. No wonder I'm not skinny, <laughs> right? Um, you know, Or the Wendy's triple burger. Yeah, that right, was right, right. Yeah. So, um, but it it's, there's some that's a reflection on, are you pleased with where we went with uh, these ordinances on homelessness, right? Are you pleased with what has what I thought was a mess regarding parking? And I think it's still a bit of a mess regarding yep. parking. Are you pleased with the, the energy that the city commission has um, put forward, right? Or are there new ideas out there that we ought to incorporate into how our city moves forward? Uh, I think the, there are a lot of questions about economic development that still need to be fleshed out, right? This, you got 45 more minutes? Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I mean, we've got, we have, quote, changed the model, um, but we still haven't figured out what the what we're doing under the hood, right? Like I made the analogy before that people were saying, like, it's a race car analogy, like we're losing the race. And I felt like changing the model was saying we need to paint the car red. And if we paint the car red, we're going to win. And what I wanted us to do is dig in and figure out what we need to change about the engine to, to win the race, right? Uh, we also haven't defined what winning the race is, right? I mean, we all know it's jobs, more jobs, good jobs. But there's a lot of 
uh, different opinions about what those jobs look like. You mean, didn't all this move I-75 15 miles closer <laughs> right. to Roman Floyd County? Right. Let's let's just go back and say that when my uncle was a congressman here back in the 60s and they were building the road, he was from Rome and he wanted it to come through Rome, but that didn't happen. And I sort of joke, um, I don't, I, I probably should know this by now, but I'm not sure if asphalt dries or hardens or what the right verb is there but yes. as <laughs> yes, as, as soon as it did that uh we have been complaining about that interstate not coming through here but the quote city fathers at the time didn't uh didn't see the wisdom of it um so there you know so there are issues like that but they're also what should the city commission do be doing right uh, you it will not surprise you i tend to be to see the role differently than some of my colleagues do uh, the culture that I came into was a culture of we're supposed to meet twice a month and people bring us proposals that have gone through our committee structure. And then the committees bring that to the city commission. We are supposed to look at that proposal and say yes or no. And that is our role. And in my mind, I think our role should be broader than that. I think that if a proposal comes, we should be able to change it. Or, uh, you know, the example I give is the the park, Eagle Park up in North Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was first elected, the proposal came forward for us to give the park to a nearby church. I was a little stunned that that was a proposal I was then have to say yes or no to when what I would have loved to have had the opportunity to do would be to say, OK, church wants part of the park for an expanded parking lot. Let's make the, the church really wants this. I think churches are good. I think growing a church is good. It's good for our neighborhood. It's good for our community. Why don't we have the church do a new parking lot that's one of those impervious surfaces, so environmentally good, but also so the other five and a half days when they weren't using it to fill it up with people going to church, it could also still be a basketball court for the kids in the neighborhood. Also, maybe they could put a nice fresh playground equipment for the part of the park that they didn't need to turn into a parking lot, right? Like to me, that would be taking an idea it's a win-win. And, and making it better yeah. and and serving the broader needs of the community rather than the needs of the the individual or group that had that one proposal, right? So, I mean, it's like the, the smoking ban was brought to us from this Breathe Easy Georgia group. And when they came in the door, they said, we would like you to out law smoking outside in the entire city of Rome. So the good news there is we did get to tweak that a bit. Yeah. Uh still didn't go where I wanted it to go. Um but nonetheless, again, there are there are a lot of issues, but to me the bigger issues is where do we want to go as a city? Are yeah. we happy with where we are or do we have a broader vision of what we want to be 5 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now? Final question for him. Is city administration a campaign topic this year? Can you phrase that a different way? Um, We talk about changes. Do we keep incumbencies, whatever it is, uh, with the administration of the city government? Is it where it should be in Rome and Floyd? In Rome, pardon me, no, Floyd County in 2019, going into 2020. So um, I I haven't seen that be a it's not a topic voters have asked me about, okay. right? It's it's a lot. It's I'm not to say that's not on people's lips, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's it's sort of an inside baseball thing. It's not a, to be frank with you, it's not a regular voter thing. 
No, in my mind. And of course, and of course, the city commission, whomever is elected on November fifth, will join you and the other three incumbents, the two other incumbents, and that'll be a decision you guys make in January. Right. Right. About right. every year you go through the city yeah. administration so the, about renewals and whatever. It right. Is, so. But I mean, to be to be frank, the the nine city commissioners, we hire the city manager, and exactly. the city manager manages all the other personnel yep. that are a part of the city, and and there are certain leadership positions that we verify if that makes sure. sense right um but but the city manager is the only um, person in the city that we hire and fire exactly good point <laughs> and that was kind of where i was heading with that right. so i didn't do it directly there well yeah. no and it and it gets to the question of do we have an elected mayor i happen to be a huge fan of the city manager form of government that we do have i think the part-time city commissioners should lead in terms of policy and come with ideas and and good energy in that way. But I want somebody who manages the day-to-day operations of the city, which is a tough job. It's a oh, yeah. big job. It's a lot How of- How many city employees do we have? I think you're at 600. And I thought I was going to say, and, I was gonna say around Including, that. you know, the police are around 100 of that, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a very large job. I want that person to be someone who is measured on those business criteria, mm-hmm. right? What the, the job performance criteria. Sure. If you have an elected mayor who is running the day-to-day operations of a city, the voters don't necessarily have that same, those same insights and the same criteria. Nope. Good point about that. But we can elect a mayor and still have a city manager form of government. And sometimes people confuse those things. There are no. plenty of cities that have an elected mayor and a city manager form of government, which is what I would advocate for. All right, good point about that. Ms. Davis, as always, thank you for your time. The fall allergies are coming to get you. Watch out for that stuff. It's out there. Pardon. We appreciate that. No, good job as always. We appreciate that. Uh, folks, go vote, please. That's all we can say. I mean, no one looking down. No one, no, no one's pointing fingers, this kind of stuff. Like I said, if it was possible, I would be your proxy voter for you. I'd be happy <laughs> to, especially in this election. Well, and I want to thank you too, John, for um, – you do such a good job of putting the information out there so it's available so people can be informed voters. I know a lot of times people are like, well, I'm not really sure what to do, so they don't go vote. I would rather you, it's good to admit you're not exactly sure what to do, but there are plenty of resources out there for you to look and see That's... what the differences are in the candidates. Please avail yourself of those resources and those oh, opportunities. Totally and and hometownheadlines.com, the politics page, has all of them right there, easy for you to access. Well, thank you. We do. I mean, the Rome News Tribune does. There's been a series of interviews on WRGA. There's been a lot of stuff on Facebook. No, well, it's responsible Facebook, but please get I don't care. Where, I'm going to where you vote. I don't care where you read it at. I don't care where you digest it at. Just please be informed and make some decisions here. Very important election for the city of Rome, and I'm— we have an opportunity to for this to really be a change election yep. and have us um, be thinking big about our community's future. And that's why I ran. Uh, I'd love to get uh, more folks who want to think big. And uh, and it's funny if you have more than one vote voice. Like sometimes I feel really isolated because I feel like sometimes I'm <laughs> only only voice of uh, disagreement or seeing it in a different way. Um, and. Um, and sometimes, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't ever want us all to see things exactly the same way. No, you don't right? want, you don't like want a bobblehead commission. You, no. you want nine people who see things and from nine different perspectives, but we can come together and figure out what best represents our community in terms of moving our community forward 
We all want the same thing. I, I mean that sincerely. My colleagues who I can disagree with very strongly, they really do care about this community and want to see this community thrive and care about our neighbors. We just see how to get there differently some days. No comment. Okay. <laughs> no, I think I, 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 I praise, and, I, and this, will, this will cut it off, folks, and I'm getting longer. Uh, I thank and praise anybody who not only serves on a city government or a county government or something like that. I mean, it's an incredible amount of work and dedication, and you give up a lot of your own personal time for this kind of stuff as well. Totally get that. I'm totally and total praise for challengers as well. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean to exclude no. the challengers no, no, from that, yeah, but but I it's it, it takes us all, right? Like exactly. you, you will find that sometimes the person who tries and doesn't win can still move the conversation in a different direction, I right? Just, you had that from one of the county races, the current coroner candidate who didn't win talked about we needed a morgue, right? Now we have a morgue. The candidate for district attorney was talking about these accountability courts and how we needed more of them. Didn't win, but now we have those courts, right? So people being a part of the conversation make our community stronger. Win, lose, draw. It's about putting those issues out and having those adult conversations. You are reading my mind, folks, and we do not rehearse any of this, as you can tell. But one of the candidates this morning and I had a conversation about that very thing. And I said, win, lose, or draw. This candidate has already changed not just the election, but the direction of this community going forward, no matter what happens November 5th. All right, that's Pragmatic. We'll get out of here. Thank you for your time today, Wendy. Thank you so much, as always. Todd, thank you for excellent production work as well. Thank you for listening today. I know it's long. We try to keep these things a little bit less. But, I mean, it's an important election, folks. Please go vote. Uh, again, continuing coverage of the election available for you on hometownheadlines.com. This is John Ruckermiller saying have a great day in Northwestern.